stop. Sure, you want the rest of it? Dirty Harry Miller. Dirty Harry Miller. Dirty Harry Miller podcast. Dirty Harry Miller podcast. Every penny's worth. Welcome to Dirty Harry Minute, the only podcast in the world to review every minute. The 1971 Warner Brothers classic, Dirty Harry. I'm one of your hosts, John, and as ever, I'm joined with... Tim. Trent. And our guest, Ben. How are you, Ben? (laughs) Good, thanks. Thanks for coming back after uh, previewing the trailer all those weeks ago. Uh, My pleasure. Well, this is Minute 6. A minute begins with the shell casing being put into a yellow self-addressed envelope and ends with a man in a darkened room asking what goes on in their mind. What did you think of this movie, Tim? At this minute, I should say. Um, pretty good. It transitions from the first, I guess, scene to the second. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it, it's, I guess, interesting because then you, you start to learn a bit more about the um, who that killer on the rooftop was and what he wants. A bit of a contrast there. It goes from bright San Fran day to these darkened, this darkened room. Because the Zodiac did that, didn't he? He actually sent letters so that's yeah well i was gonna say that's that's that shot of reading the letter is is the one that was in the film Mm. uh, zodiac like as in i think it featured in as a scene um so i don't know if this is a good point to go off on a tangent about that film because you know i i love that you're a big fan i'm not sold on it but that's why we have our guest ben here i can't um you read on wikipedia that uh terence malick was one of the writers apparently that took yeah, a crack that's at this. Yeah. Um, and I kept thinking, like, you know, what would the Ter- uh, Terence Malick uh, version of this be? <laughs> and it'd be Zodiac, <laughs> wouldn't it? You know, a <laughs> yeah. long, sprawling story about m- many different characters. And like, <laughs> yeah. I think Malick's first, uh, his version of the script was more about the vigilante killings that they recycled later for Magnum Force. That was his actual idea. Oh, okay. Yeah. John, um, what, why don't you, like, what, what's your impression of Zodiac? What? What makes you not like it, or do you have? I just remember it being a. Uh, I, I don't know. Dirty Harry is my obsession. So when there's that scene of them uh, in the cinema, I don't know. I was like, I'd rather be watching Harry now. <laughs> it was a long slog. I will watch it again for proper review of this movie. I didn't like it initially yeah. either. Um, I think because it's deliberately unsatisfying. And um, but do you think like um, because that movie features Dirty Harry as saying you know that. They were made, to some degree sort of making light or making, you know, uh, basing it on the Zodiac Killer. Do you think it's important, though, that, like, um, it's fairly loose, really? Uh, and then when you look at the movie, you could kind of, if it wasn't for a, cu- a, a couple of references and being set in San Francisco, it would have almost nothing to do with the. Yeah, that's uh, right. It's Zodiac just the killer. most obvious background at the moment. Do you think it's that really takes a jewel? Does it take away? Well, I'm not a huge fan of real-life murder mysteries and so forth. I like just the one-on-one sort of almost Western duel between two killers, you know, one good badge, Harry, yeah. <laughs> and obviously this movie dispenses with all the cryptograms or whatever, the real-life, the cat-and-mouse yeah. sort of thing. See, maybe that's where, where I loved Zodiac is because after seeing this, as when I was younger, I sort of, I think, 
came across the fact that it was based on or inspired by the Zodiac killings. Right. And then I started to sort of do my own research back in the early days of the internet. And the fact that it was still unsolved kind of intrigued me. Yeah. And that those, like you say, the cryptic crosswords or whatever. And that so, was safer days in the internet where yeah. you weren't shot down for your theories. No. Like, <laughs> and so to see that put into a film, I was actually wondering, well, how do they resolve yeah. this, knowing that it doesn't really get resolved? There's, yeah. And I, the film's actually, the reason why I love it is because it's actually more about the obsession right. with solving a case. Of course, Harry's equally obsessed, but he mm-hmm. knows who, it's a like they say, a stitched up case. We know who the murderer is at every turn. It's just the law that's the obstacle. Well, John, not, not to harp on about Zodiac um, too much, but... I also just came across a um, an interesting uh, article about the um, Academy Award winning director Guillermo del Toro. Yes, he loves the film Zodiac. Ooh. So he apparently tweeted, um, "I won't bore you with I won't bore you with all his tweets." But he basically had um, comments about Zodiac in thirteen tweets. So <laughs> I'll read out some of the the more interesting ones. Um, the truly great movies have deeper roots. In the case of Zodiac, all the formal elements become a quasi-hypnotic all. Mm-hmm. It lulls you into a different world and takes what was real and makes it symbolic. It puts you in a trance-like state that makes everything operate at a deeper level. All actions on screen become equally important. This is extremely difficult. What I mean by this is you watch a dinner scene or a tense basement exploration with the same enraptured attention. Tonally, the, piece, the, the film is of a piece. It is a unity of cinematic space and reality. It transcends all its individual elements, and thus they become unbreakable. In this rarefied strata, only a few, a few films exist. Uh, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> That's for Zodiac and not for Dirty yeah. <laughs> You heard it here first. But, but the, best, the, best, um, the best comment, which he actually wasn't part of this original tweet, um, but he, he had later on... Zodiac is a one-sock movie, meaning you're getting dressed, you catch it on TV and sit down, one sock in hand, and watch it until the end. <laughs> oh, yeah, fair enough. Well, that, Harry like, ticks all those bottom buttons for me. <laughs> I don't disagree. I've really got to see. Have you seen Zodiac, Trent? Yeah, oh, God, yeah, I what? loved it. The other thing that was on that um, uh, that I thought was interesting on the Wikipedia was that um, God, was it somebody else who was offered the role or like was Not up for Sinatra. It? No. Um, John Wayne, Robert Mitchum. No, no. Um... Uh, Paul Newman. No, uh, he was in The Leopard and um, Sweet Smell of Success. Burt Lancaster, Um, yeah. Burt Lancaster. Yeah. And I reckon, like, he would have been great. I reckon he would have said the, like, um, uh, the famous... Do you follow like, like, yeah, uh, do you feel lucky, punk? Yep. Uh, But I don't think it would have, like, made... It would have been as big a movie. Yeah. No, exactly. But like, you know, if he had made it at the same time, it would have just been, oh, he did some old man crap at the end of his life. Yeah. Whereas this, like, made Clint Eastwood. So do you think you would like the movie as much if it didn't feature Clint Eastwood? Probably not. I don't think I would like it as much. What was the moment you remember, John, when it, this resonated with you? Just the first time I saw it in film and TV studies. And it was just, I don't know if it was the atmosphere of it being a 70s movie and the whole... The, the photography and the music. I just, were I were you a Clint fan before this film? or No, not really. I think this is what triggered it all off in 98. I mean, yeah. this and Pink Cadillac. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, Space Cowboys. Well, Ben, going back to your question, if with any of your favourite films, would you still like it if they, they had a different 
you know crew or or cast you know yeah it's, but, a hard, you know, it's a hard thing to answer. Cha- change one thing change yeah. everything yeah um, but i could kind of see what if in alien john hurt's character was played by um anthony hopkins or something yeah that's a bad example i mean like i could kind of see you know the uh, the same actor like doing uh you know other actors doing as equal good job yeah um, but i could like i mean i could kind of see this movie being made 10 years earlier with um mcqueen God damn it, I forgot his name again. Burt Lancaster? Burt Lancaster, you know, and just being a kind of straight up, um, uh, you know. Almost forgettable. Black and white (laughs) cop show. Um, And I was going to ask you about the lighting in this. Like we obviously had a shot just then of the projector, um, but it was fairly natural in terms of the change from, you know, flicking on the lights. But the scene outside as well, when mm-hmm. they're running around uh, at night, was this movie uh, like a step ahead in terms of its um, look to other uh, cop movies that had preceded it? Or was it just the fact that it happened to be, you know, uh, going with the flow? I think it's, uh, uh, yeah, but uh, Trent, sorry. I reckon it's going with the flow. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's the nothing novel here. Bullet. Yeah. Kind of looks similar in San Fran. Oh, okay. Four years before. Um, so they've gotten better at sort of night shooting. They weren't doing Is like... there much night shooting in Bullet? I can't remember. There's, yeah. a, lot, there's a lot of it in here. I'm trying to remember. Everything's bright daylight. I think I think it's... In this or dark, really. Yeah. It? You still have to credit. You know, it still looks great. As in, I, you know, I, I think it still stands out. Yeah. But whether it's groundbreaking, maybe not. Like, you know. Yeah, definitely. Like seeing it on DVD, uh, I mean, it's got a lot of very muted tones most of the time, sort of greys and browns and tans and sort yeah. of stuff like that. But the the bits of color that are there, you know, blood or um, uh, the guy that's being uh, the gay guy that's being looked Targeted, at through the yep. scope, you know, yeah. the purple of his clothes and stuff, you know, really pop on DVD much more than I remember them on like VHS. Back to minute six. I didn't have a lot of notes here, but I noticed in when he's putting the bullet into the in the, the bullet casing back in the envelope, Callahan spelt with two L's. And sometimes later on in the sequels, um, in the credits and novelizations, I spell it with one L. So, is there really a novelization? Yeah, there's one of <laughs> the first three anyway. I think I think obviously the that letter he writes is the sort of main thing in this minute. Um, did you guys get the sense that I know with the real case, like they made the handwriting looks almost identical to the real Zodiac killer, and the handwriting looks very childish, which mm. almost gives a sense of the you know madness of the yeah. Scorpio. Mm, absolutely, and yeah. it looks like it's texter almost as well, mm. or like a crayon or. I think something it's all like, like lowercase letters. Yeah. yeah, I think they're yeah pressure. trying to hint. Well, maybe they play it two ways because maybe he might have a military background. He certainly knows the law later on, or mm. how to get around it and um, and get through the cracks. But I think you're right, Tim. They're trying to make him a bit childish. He's made the mistakes and he hasn't bothered to create. He's just, you know, a real killer you think would be methodical and anal. They go and retype it again. So it's, yeah, he's made these the, childish mistakes. The taunting mistakes. of the police is an interesting thing. Mm, kind of gives yeah. it a, a different aspect. You'd think he would have taken the shell casing if that was the case too. I... Yeah. Because it's a single shot rifle. He fires at once. Hmm. You think it would only have taken him like another second to pick it down. Or, I mean, in fact, some of those like single rifles don't even eject the, the casing. Um, so it's like, oh, I'll deliberately leave this here. <laughs> but, <yeah. laughs> I'm really grateful that our first two guests are such 
knowledgeable people on <laughs> ballistics and guns. Uh, uh, on Zodiac. <laughs> <laughs> Crimelibrary.com, RIP. Did anyone hear uh, in the background, <coughs> you heard the police sirens? Um, did, would you really hear it up from there, that height, the 34th yeah, floor? Would. Would, would is, yeah, yeah. All right, tick a box. Believable. <laughs> We've also got the return of my favourite, I don't know what it's called, a pebble dash on the roof. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that I sort of associate yeah. with public swimming pools or or the Hurstbridge line, you know, the North- <laughs> yeah. Victoria Street train station. Pebble. Sorry. Yeah. Pebble mix, is that it? Yeah. What's the, um, that, well, like, what's that? Is it like an antenna that the letter's connected to? Yeah, that's next on my note. It only appears thing. to be one antenna. On the whole roof, and would that would that just be for, for the lucky tenant on the top floor, or <laughs> oh, it'd be for all of them? It's, I don't, I don't think it was big enough to like. Oh, I don't know. All the people in the offices wanting to watch Night Gallery or or whatever was big at the time was it big enough antenna to service the whole? Uh... Maybe TV was still new back then. <laughs> <laughs> Does that work? Like you know, the more TVs connected to the aerial that like the signal becomes diluted Is no like, i don't think so then yeah you could yeah i think one. you can just run off the one and then it would just have a or yeah maybe even a booster if it's like part of a whole office build uh okay i think was this movie entirely shot in san francisco or was it like, yes um I, I think later on trent will have something to say about um a studio shot but yeah pretty much all shot on location and a lot of it well, for all we know this night. room that the minute ends on could be a set yeah I like to think the panelling which is delicious. The wooden panelling is the same as oh, the city hall. but chocolatey. Yeah. Like grain. Mm. And I was just saying, uh, it's, he's lucky the letter didn't blow off the roof, isn't he? he I well, yeah. How was it? Was it punctured? I can't remember. I think yeah, it was clipped on. I think it was punctured. Okay. Yeah. Um, because if it had blown off, I assume he'd just have to shoot another girl. <laughs> <laughs> um, at the introduction of these three... Men in the room that, like I said before, I think I find it confusing <laughs> with having a chief, lieutenant, and mayor. I think, yeah, uh, yeah. we well, I, I know I harp on about this quite a bit, but they could have probably just had two. That's you know? right, yeah. Considering one of them doesn't really even say anything, does it? Yeah, to the, the whole movie, I think so. Yeah, the chief. <laughs> Do you find yourself more or less critical of this, uh, John? Uh, in, you know, having doing this podcast and sort of pulling it apart, do you feel that it's... Nitpicking. Are yeah, you... <laughs> yeah. Like, do you like it more or do it sort of... Because I'm not sure how I'd feel like doing this about, say, Star Wars. As what? much as I love that movie. It's just... It reminds me of school when we had to, like, do essay, you know, what was yeah. the... Well, Welcome to the Dollhouse, which was an excellent movie. <laughs> one of the, the first time I watched it, and then by the end, pulling it apart. It's like, I don't think I've watched it since. <laughs> yeah, I, I haven't. I know what you mean, but... Maybe in a way, Star Wars is more cliched. As in, I don't know. This is this is not the sort of film you would normally expect a minute podcast. Yeah. On. So. Well, I love talking about the movie. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. In any way, the, the, like the the last couple. I mean, this is a tough minute <laughs> to talk about. Really, yeah, it's just exposition and like. Well, it's only going to yeah. get toughy from here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, I can clarify. Last last minute, we talked about Harry chewing on the roof. Yeah, he's and now I can, or something. I've definitely picked it up now. De- definitely in the beginning of this minute, you yeah. can see him, and then the shush. <laughs> he does that, doesn't he? Yeah, Jesus. yeah. was it Jesus. Jesus. Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> That's right. I just feel like watching again, you know, with sort of looking at it, trying to pick it apart. You, do you get? Oh, like I've I got the sense that 
the movie could have gone a couple of different ways. That you, like even that thing apparently of throwing the shield into the water at the end was very much sort of um, uh, not part of the uh, original concept. Yeah. Um, but you know, became so iconic. Is that the connection between that and the be- the very beginning of the like you know the police? putting their life on the line. I don't know. It just seems like it could have been a movie that was about being a police officer more than it is or even like well, the isn't, law. Isn't that what this movie is about? I don't know. Like, it it obstacles? seems like, uh, you know, his, his frustration with, um, say, uh, the law protecting this guy afterwards. Um, Do you mean more about the character? Yeah, that it, if that had happened earlier in the movie yeah. of like the guy being caught and then – Throws the badge away. Yeah, of trying to sort of do something about this, but, you know, knowing exactly who it is. No, no, you're right, um, yeah. Less cat and mouse, more sort of, you know. But you know what you could do, Ben? You could get all five films, cut them all. (laughs) 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 Well, yeah, uh, they might be able to do that soon if you've got enough of a a character's performance. Like, (laughs) you know, get the AI to like, just, you know, the, so when they can replace Kevin Spacey yeah. out of all these old movies. <laughs> <laughs> Which I just watched re- uh, last week. <laughs> all the money in the world. Is, is there any performer in this, John, that you would get replaced by AI for this entire <laughs> film? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe the bus driver at the end. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hey, I'd, I'd like do? to replace her with Sideshow Bob, I think. I thought you were going to say replace her with yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, I prefer to be the uh, guy in the Seagull Magnum Force. A bomb! <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, it's a bomb! <laughs> that guy. Well, um, Ben, recast Arama. If they remade this today, would you? Uh, what do you like? Do you reckon they will remake it? Uh, I mean, they did just did Death Wish. I don't know how. Oh, I didn't know about that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to know. Don't want to know about it. Did, Bruce did, Willis. Yeah. Do you know if it was successful? No, like, no idea. Um, <laughs> I love this mayor character, and we only get to see him twice. I've just written down here, Mayor, question mark, exclamation mark, dandy? <laughs> Is he a dandy or not really? But I'd, I'd probably recast him with Ray Fiennes, I think. Sort Wait, of his M role. Harry? The no, the Mayor. No, okay. yeah. who'd, you, who'd you get to play Harry? Um, Bruce I've Willis. really turned my mind to that. <laughs> Bradley <laughs> Cooper? Bradley Cooper? I know. No. Scott <laughs> Eastwood. <laughs> what about um, the Lieutenant? Who'd you get to replace Harry Gardino? If he was two decades younger, I'd go with and pre me too. Um, Dustin Hoffman, maybe I don't know. What about um, Colin Firth? Oh, yes, <laughs> <laughs> all right. <laughs> there needs to be a love interest, though. We 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 Can you imagine Ruffalo in this movie? Is anything? Maybe he could be the Chico. Oh God. And and John, who most importantly, who would you get to play Scorpio? Yeah. Who is unhinged? I don't know. Your idea, Ben? Charlie yeah. Sheen. <laughs> we haven't made the obvious um, Dr. Evil joke about the the amount for ransom that he's charging, 100,000. <laughs> 100,000. <laughs> Which brings us to our, my new, our new theme, inflation calculation. Inflation. Inflation. <laughs> Inflation, inflation, inflation. Uh, 
$100,000, which equates today to 616000 Tim's our accountant. He'll yeah, qualify see, that. If he'd invested that money properly back in 1971. <laughs> Imagine the Bitcoin you could have bought back then. <laughs> Jesus. He could have got in on the ground floor of those um, subprime mortgages. <laughs> I also saw, uh, also noticed the mayor puts a weird emphasis on morning, tomorrow morning. Did you pick that up? I didn't. Tomorrow, I just yeah. Struggling morning. to read. Tomorrow or, morning. Uh, what's it, the actor's name who plays the... John Vernon, the mayor? Yeah. Uh, before he did Animal House, did he do a lot of comedy? Or is this a Leslie Nielsen sort of situation? I think it's a Leslie Nielsen thing. Oh, really? Because it's great. Like, it, I, But now I can't watch this without kind of feeling he's doing it on the slide, like sort of, you know, playing it for laughs. <laughs> I like the, the last shot we see is just of the, I assume, in-house projectionist the police have, or did, did cops have AV guys in those days? They do now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm for a job in that department, like 15 years ago. So the 15 years ago, maybe they don't have <laughs> I wonder how difficult it was then to take a photo stat of the letter and put it on a slide. Like, do they take a photo of a yeah. photo of the letter? Well, that's pretty much all I've got to say about this minute. Unless anyone has anything else to say. Yeah, um, I got more to talk about, but does it have to concern this minute? It has to concern this minute. Will all you right. return for the next minute, Ben? Yeah, sure. Why not? Maybe a few weeks, few days. Terrific. We'll catch you next time. On Dirty Harry Minutes. Dirty, Dirty Harry. Dirty Harry Minutes. Our wives will kill us. The Scorpio still survive. Is Anne Mary Deacon?